0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another hometown daily news show. It is 9 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for 10 news articles taken from hometown.com. Today's episode is season two, episode 83. Stuff that may be gone forever. The rundown for today is we're going to talk about a trade rep that or the U.S. trade rep that fired back at a house member. Words. Just words. Everybody relax. Just words. Uh, Utah becomes the first state to really stick it to privacy and anonymity online. We'll talk about that briefly. A couple is accusing J.P. Morgan of drilling open their safe deposit boxes and selling up to $10 million worth of jewelry after they failed to pay their rent. A nuclear plant has leaked 400,000 gallons of radioactive water and has been shut down for repairs. Yes, the IRS does want you to report stolen items unless you return them, of course. A new game called Witchfire looks pretty good. Ticketmaster is facing a class action lawsuit over Drake tickets this time. Deutsche Bank might be collapsing. Photos are showing uh, rising sea levels and it's slowly washing away a seaside town in North Carolina. And we're going to end with some snacks and beverages that you can never buy again. I'm sad, but let's get into it. So I am doing some uh, updates. Like I I think I said it yesterday, I updated to windows 11 and uh, that's on my streaming machine. And so I've got a gaming machine and I've got a streaming machine and the streaming machine was rock solid, rock solid on windows 10. But I said, well, you know, ever onward, ever forward, keep moving. And well, I think going
1: backwards. (laughs) I'm going
0: backwards. So before I get too into the uh, everything, I've already blown the how we normally do this. I am Merwat, That is hometown.com. And right up there is the AI that's supposed to keep everything uh, safe and sound. Um, but uh, every once in a while, some uh, software revisions need to be done with the AI. And so they're not always available. And uh, they were taken down to do something on... Uh, working with data, I think on Picard and, uh, maybe that's what was some of the glitches that I'm not sure what's really happening. But anyway, um, the AI, um, wasn't available for a moment. And so I patched that server that the uh, streaming machine and well, yeah, this is where we are. Um, so I'm not quite sure what's going on, uh, but I have selected <laughs> 10 articles out of all of the submissions that have been sent in, um, the AI has parsed the news as well as I, and um, we've got a composite, and uh, I just told you all about them. So let's get into the actual articles and see what we think about them. Sound good?
1: Sounds great.
0: Oh boy that the, the uh the ai so you can't see there's a visualizer up there that visual uh, that does the visualization of the ai's voice this is their voice that they've chosen um i i didn't the ai has chosen that voice but what you all don't see um is a video representation of the ai and it just did a full-on max headroom including kind of like the little stutter of the max headroom so <laughs>
1: that's because i didn't do an introduction and that's what i was expecting to be asked
0: oh the law okay so things are going a little quirky because um i've disrupted the natural order of things got it okay so but we're good we're good right we're everything we're great okay we're good okay let's go um so the very first article is in the daily news show And uh, U.S. trade rep fires back at GOP house member who said that she has quote unquote, too nice, a smile <laughs> to do her job. And they fired back with, I-, I don't need your pity. And I think it's quite fascinating. Cause if I were to say that in any other enterprise today,
1: let me I would, guess, HR would be involved?
0: It would be a Title IX violation because this is, I mean, if you work in any organization that has to do with, well, nowadays it's anything. It's even more so with government agencies, government-related uh, entities. And this is during a Senate Finance Committee hearing. I guess so
1: that comment was on the record i mean Correct. it wasn't something i i assumed it was something said in a hallway or something i mean it's still offensive but you know
0: no, no no so this is over at businessinsider.com uh nicole uh guidiano i guess is their last name i hope i'm pronouncing it right um And here is U.S. Trade Representative speaks during the Senate Finance Committee hearing on the President's 2023 trade policy agenda at the U.S. Capitol on March 23rd, 2023. Remember, we cover uh, what flows through the aggregator in the last 24 hours between 9 p.m. yesterday and 9 p.m. today. Um, And... um, yeah, most of it is in, well, all of it is within that 24 hours, unless there's a major update to an article that had already been published. Um, well, at any rate, Catherine Tai is winning kudos on Twitter for her quick response. I don't need your pity. I stand up for the American people. She said to let's see who, Hmm. U S trade representative Catherine Ty is winning kudos on Twitter for her response to inappropriate remarks from and that. What? I swear. This is always an indicator of a chat gpt kind of a thing. A glitch in the matrix remarks from from I see that quite a lot. Um like the double word. Anyway, not to I get I do
1: too and I've noticed a pattern but I don't want to say where it is. Uh,
0: well, well we can talk about it um later. And um So from a GOP House member who said during a congressional hearing that he feels sorry for her and she has too nice of a smile to do her job. So she said, well, let me just take off a nice little bit. I don't need your pity. I stand up for the American people. And when I speak, people listen because I represent the interests of the United States during the House committee hearing, Republican Rep. Greg Murphy of North Carolina told Ty that Republicans are frustrated because the U.S. is distracted. China is advancing, and it just does not appear we are moving the needle on trade. Well, well, what the hell, dude? Do you really think that it's supposed to be the U.S. trade representative that's supposed to dictate which direction trade goes, you twat? Wait.
1: I mean, I've got some ideas why we're distracted. I'm not going to say why.
0: I'm eight minutes, six seconds into the show. So well, I made it right onto the.
1: Well. <laughs> I just
0: like right there, you know, I clawed my way over
1: the. Uh, <laughs> oh, I made
0: it. Okay. Um, personally, I think you're too nice a person. This is what they said. I personally think you're too nice a person to be in that job you're in, he said, adding that she's handicapped by administrators that she must report to. Negotiators are usually very, very tough and sometimes mean people. They aren't nice people like you are. And if you look at what uh, what's happened with us, we are absolutely handcuffing the United States because we worry more about green things. Ah, uh, I swear. These little Let's brains. Let's move on. <laughs> these little brains. So... Yeah, I don't know if I can, but okay. Um, well, she snapped back, you know, she should t- uh, file a Title IX violation. <laughs> it's unethical uh, for this person to sit there and judge her appearance as being too nice. You know, but some people are going to sit there and say, well, you know, he's just telling it how it is and all of that kind of stuff. And no, her work product is mean what
1: that statement to a man.
0: Correct. Yeah. I wasn't going to say it as plainly as that, but yeah. 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 I read an article earlier today about Michael Bublé. And so his, his, right when you said that his name popped into my head, he wouldn't have said that to Michael Bublé. And Michael Bublé is this great guy, great personality, very nice, very kind.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't look mean or tough or anything. He doesn't look
0: mean. He doesn't look like, you know, what this guy is apparently, I don't know what he's looking for, but instantly he's when he's like submit,
1: hostage negotiations, which I don't think are identical to trade negotiations, but I i don't know.
0: Well, not even that. I, I, what he wants is somebody horrible and mean, which means that they're not somebody that you can bond with in any way that you can find common ground that you can be a human with because you're literally arguing with a mean person about something that the country is desiring. Even uh, even trade, you know, not, not necessarily imbalanced trade, but balanced trade. So if you have some complete twat of a human being arguing with the other country's equally powerful trade representative, you're going to end up punching yeah, that's each other help. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah.
1: Well. well, he wants adversarial which I don't know. I'm not an expert in this area, but I'm not sure that's the best approach.
0: Yeah, but that's old school mentality, old school thinking, and that's not how we got here. It just happens to be the trend that led to how where we are today. And look at where we are today. Look, very few people, filthy, freaking rich, immune to prosecution, immune to morals and ethics, everybody having to deal with their you know, billionaire class fever dream, wanting co- to control everything, L- literally billionaires that are bailing out companies that may or may not have actually been forced into bankruptcy because of the very actions. I, cause I talked about it in a previous episode, if it weren't, weren't for big business pulling money out of a stable bank and then creating the very panic Silicon Valley bank would still be around, but there was too much weight on that, uh, on that bank. And then the fiscal issue of risk not being monitored realistically within the company and adequately pursued without the company. The federal government should have been a little more pressing, i.e. you must stop all other actions and you must mitigate now, today, before I leave, start the process. Not, Hey, you got two years to, you know, unwind these risky endeavors but that's old school mentality where everything is as it was. Don't be progressive. And that's what this GOP house member is, anti-progressive, not regressive, but anti-progressive. They want it the same, which is abusive. And we know that from other research Uh, paper, uh, and everything is kind of like a murder board, right? You have like string yarn connecting to different things. And in the middle of it is is greed um, and and uh, uh, misogyny and nepotism. And it's the equivalent of American blue bloods, right? Y- you're not part of it, so you're out. And everybody else has to struggle. But I'm sure if I were to discuss this with certain people, I would get blowback that, well, this person made it. Yeah, they're the anomaly. It's, it's, it's just like somebody that's a, a a fantastic uh, quarterback. Well, strike that quarterbacks are mostly wealthy, rich, white, you know, white kids. Um, but anybody that's in sports or a major music, uh, personality, you know, they, they are the anomaly when there's 300 plus million people, 350 million people in the US, you know, we're talking about 10 in a week. Anyway, there's my soapbox for 10 minutes.
1: And I think we've covered a number of issues with this article. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We've talked about wealth disparity, uh, gender, <laughs> uh, international trade,
0: <laughs> yeah, politics, nepotism, uh, you know, but every, like I, like I say pretty much regularly, I, I have associative thinking. That's what I practice. And so it isn't just, we can't just talk about this one issue. It's not just misogyny that this issue embodies. Um, And trying to piecemeal a discussion would, would take a lifetime just to discuss this one topic, which maybe that's what I should do. My PhD on this, this one topic and all of the tendrils of discussion that can form from it. Hey, if somebody can get a PhD in Batman, I should be able to,
1: is that for real?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let's see. Not specifically Batman, um, but it's uh, comic books.
1: Superheroes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So
0: Michael Uslan, uh, USLAN, um, estimates that the comics he saw consumed in flames that day, which included Spider-Man's first uh, appearance, set him on a track to pursue his PhD. Because there's an article in in today.com. Um, back 13 uh, 11 years ago it's 11 years old Um, this article and ended up getting a PhD in comics not exactly but it is what it is yeah 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 yeah. Um, at any rate see everything is connected in some way Uh, you just have to follow the murder board is there another word for that other than murder board? It sounds really bad, but that's what they are kind of,
1: I don't know of another term,
0: a nightmare board. I don't know. Cause there's like a dream board, right? Where you put all of the things that oh, you want. Right. The ant- yeah. antithesis of that is, I don't know. Um, okay. So let me do this before I get too deep into the reads here. I, Typically, throw this into the uh, show as we're talking about it. So there you go. But you can always go to hometown.showbot.tv and vote for the articles that you find interesting. You can also just type in exclamation point, and such a hard word to say, exclamation point, um, either showbot or S. If you hit showbot, it'll give you the URL to showbot. Um, but if you hit exclamation point S, you can send me a message. And, uh, please play nice with the exclamation point S I'll just delete it. And if it's really horrendous, I'll ban you. But anyway, I'm saying the quiet things out loud <laughs> at any rate, the very next article is in the mobile channel. And this one is uh, Utah becomes the first state to require parental consent for minors using social media. Um, <laughs>
1: I wish How is that really going to work, but anyway,
0: I really want the, uh, AI to, um, develop, uh, an avatar, a, a VTube avatar or something to embody the visualizer as more than just your voice. Um, because uh, they do have uh, a full three dimensional representation. That's hyper realistic. Just so y'all know. Um, but <laughs> uh, they've chosen to only use the visualizer. and um,
1: Yeah, they just, are missing out on the um, expressions related to some of the articles, I suppose.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. When I said this sentence uh, for the title, um, I've... <laughs> Glitch would be an understatement. Um, an exasperated sigh was there as well, but that didn't come across on the visualizer. So, Utah on Thursday became the first state to bar minors. Minors, okay. Minors, we already have a a law in place to protect anyone under 13. Okay,
1: COPA, right? Huh?
0: Copa, COPA, yeah. C O P P A, yeah. Um, And it's designed, it's the, um, online child protection act. I can't remember the full thing of it. Um, but at any rate, this is now filling the gap between that, between COPPA and 18. If you are under the age of majority, if you're under the legal age, 18, you must now have parental consent to use social media services in utah
1: i mean couldn't you be um like out on your own under 18. yeah not even living with your parents at that age that just is very odd
0: so here's my thing about that. So let me, let me just go over to the article. This is over at the uh, thehill.com. Julia Moeller is the uh, author of this. And it says uh, additionally here, um, Utah on Thursday became the first state to bar minors from using social media without consent um, from a parent or guardian after governor Spencer Cox, who's a Republican, Uh, signed two bills aimed at regulating how minors interact online in the state. One requiring companies to verify the age of users before they can create accounts. And that right there, that right there eliminated privacy and anonymity on social media in Utah.
1: Right. Well, and of course, if it's eliminated in Utah, isn't it going to be eliminated everywhere else because- Every business? A, yeah, like if a company has business in all states and they have to do this to comply with, if the, is this actually, it did become law yeah. or was it proposed? Fox um, followed so, through with a okay. promise
0: to sign the two divisive bills. Utah Senate Bill 152, which requires users to be 18 or older to open a social media account without parental permission and Utah House Bill 311 which prohibits social media companies from using a design or a feature that causes a minor to have an addiction to the platform
1: yeah so they're gonna have to make changes it's not a comparable issue but it's like when all the um, uh, UK um, was it copyright protections went into play or was it privacy anyway the companies made those, Adjustments and that affected outside of the UK as well.
0: Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about. GDPR. I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, you're talking about the GDPR, right to be forgotten yes, laws. Yes, yes, thank yeah. you. Um, and it goes beyond that too, but GDPR is the is the reason why you have m- more announcements and uh, designations that cookies exist and things like that. It's all GDPR. Um, so. What's really interesting about this and on top of it, is that it says that other measures, uh, the new laws will set a curfew that lock minors out of their accounts between 10: thirty and 6:30 a.m unless a permit uh, a parent permits the time restriction can be lifted. So basically, um, instead of teaching your kid to stay off of a computer and creating personal responsibility, promoting personal responsibility within your child, And the relationship between child and parent, um, you're throwing it onto the, uh, the service is services. And at the same time, you're eliminating privacy and anonymity. So even if they are on there and they say something or do something, it can now basically identify them out in the real world and they can...
1: Isn't that the whole, it's frustrating the very intent of this. Right. Regardless of whether you agree with the intent. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. We're no longer willing to let social media companies continue to harm the mental health of our youth. Tell your kids to stay off of it. And if they respect you enough, they'll stay off of it. They really will. You know? Uh, And I'm not coming at this from a vacuum. You know, if I find out Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, it doesn't here in hometown. It doesn't matter. What matters is a parent is now dictating to a company, a private, another private entity, how they have to operate because parents aren't capable of telling their kids stay off of the social media site after 1030. That my only problem, my, my problem is that this is a slippery slope now in Utah, every business who operates in business or operates into Utah now requires infrastructure changes to prevent children. And, and somewhere I have to identify that my social media site is preventing children under 18, under 18 for crying out loud. A 17 I mean, there are year people
1: old people under that age that are that on have the their own. own channels right
0: oh yeah yeah after 13 from 13 on you can basically create a youtube channel or a twitch channel and you could stream and and as long as you're not doing something really hinky you'll you'll be okay um but the problem here is now anonymity has gone to the site like The site has to verify now. It's very heavy lifting. How do I verify that somebody is who they say they are? Well, they're not going to be able to verify who I am unless I am a willing participant in allowing them to verify me. But I'm not 18, right? I'm not 17, right?
1: Right. And so then it's kind of like, are they going to be getting more data on minors than adults? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm not saying they should be collecting that on adults, but...
0: You know, unless I literally give them my identity so that I can get something like a blue check mark, Nobody should be able to find out who I am on a social media site in particular, because all it takes is some idiot to call in and social network their way into. I mean, they're going to fish their way into obtaining my personal information. Um, or some, it doesn't matter how it works, but somebody, a human is going to expose me to, um, real world harm because now my information is verified. Now for me, it's not that hard to find me. Um, I'm, I'm putting myself out there as a, as a real human being, but I'm in hometown. So, Hey, you know, good luck. Um, but my point is that there are, there are people that are online that are between the ages of 13 and 18, and they are responsible human beings that are, are not causing great harm. But now in the state of Utah, a social media company doing business in Utah or operating from Utah now has to verify if somebody is 18 or not. What if they lie?
1: Well, that's exactly it. I mean, you know, people are going to figure out ways around this, right? I mean, if yeah. it asks for your age or something, they're going to say 18, Why? for instance, yeah. when they set up an account. I don't know.
0: I shouldn't have to divulge or send you my my driver's license just to gain access to a site. And Utah should not be dictating that. You know, in all of this, every single person wing that ultra conservative that's promoting this is sitting there saying, keep government out of family. And here we are forcing family to capitulate to a government mandate that's supposed to what? Protect family? How convenient it is. Okay. I'm going to have to move on. Uh, the next article is uh, uh, in the Daily News show. J.P. Morgan uh, is accused of drilling open the safe deposit boxes of a couple and selling $10 million of their jewelry after they failed to pay rent for their boxes. That's right. They drilled open four safe deposit boxes after did not receive rent for the boxes per the complaint. The couple said that they the bank sent the bills to the wrong address and they have paid up, but now... Well, they already sold the jewelry so uh Hui Ling tan is the author of this over at businessinsider.com. dot com It says uh, well, this is a Getty image, so uh, this isn't necessarily what was in those safe deposit boxes but um you know <clears throat> that 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 would not work if If they sent me a bill and I said, well, you sent it to the wrong address. You know what I'm saying? The couple, if they were offering a service and I failed to pay them for said service, they would sell my whatever it might be. Um, and when I say, well, you sent it to the wrong address, they would say, well, you still have a bill. Why didn't you do the due diligence necessary to secure your assets? Here's the contract you signed, and it says right. we can drill open your...
1: And you never got a bill for, what, however many months, and you didn't make any payments. Didn't you think that was odd?
0: Don't you think that was odd? Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume that it's Jorge, um, Jorge, Stella, and but it's probably George, because the last person said that their name was George, even though... And A.I. said that it was hooray. Anyway,
1: okay, I was wrong.
0: George and Stella, Stella Araneta, live in the Philippines but own an apartment in New York City, according to the complaint they filed on March twenty second, 2022, in the Southern District of New York. The couple alleges the bank opened four out of seven of their safe deposit boxes after they failed to pay their rent, according to the complaint. They sold $10 million worth of jewelry. How in the world, how expensive are these?
1: And how much behind were they on the rent? I mean, nothing, none of this makes any sense, but I agree. Any company where you fail to pay is not going to have any sympathy.
0: Uh, The bank sent two final notices to the renewal of two boxes or for the renewal of two boxes to a Louisiana PO box that did not belong to and was not authorized by the couple, they said. The notices were returned to the bank. The complaint uh, did not uh, specifically state how the Arenadas, Arenadas, um eventually realized that they had not paid for the four boxes, but they said uh, they paid the outstanding rent in full in October 2019, when they were at the bank in person to renew leases, the bank assured them at the time their valuables that were removed would be returned. However, they auctioned their items.
1: <laughs> okay, so that's bad. I, I thought they did that before, but it sounds like they did this after the rent was paid.
0: JP Morgan sold the items for $552,700 in the early summer of 2020 per the complaint, but the couple estimates them to be upwards of 10 million.
1: And they but, paid in 2019. So that's not good.
0: Yeah, this is interesting though. So this has been announced. Uh, so it was, um, when was the actual complaint two years later? Wow. That's pretty fascinating. Um, Yeah, the filing did not state how much the leases cost initially, but the couple made four payments of $190.53 each in May 2014 for the safe deposit boxes per the complaint. These are some numbers that are like getting your time machine.
1: Yeah, this is odd. Oh, and then it looks like they opened... Boxes in 2017, so I was wrong. Something in the article made it look like it was done afterward. Maybe that was when they were sold. Maybe when they were opened and when they were sold were different times.
0: Wow, this is really weird. They drilled open the safe deposit boxes without notifying them and removed the complaint, uh, the contents per the complaint, somewhere around 2017, February of 2017. Two years later is when they notified them. In 2020 is when they sold them.
1: I mean, so did they not make any payments between 2014 and 2019?
0: What the hell?
1: I mean, we don't know. I'm just, that's what I'm speculating.
0: Wow. Well, all right. Don't know where this is going to end up. Might be interesting or it might be you know, they are saying one thing, the bank evidence is something entirely different. Um, The couple now seeking compensation for their valuables court filing showed the contents of the safe uh, safes included jewelry, Rolex watches, and gold coins. So when was it actually, when did it go wonky? When did it go sideways where they stopped paying and they, equated the value that needed to be recovered somewhere around $552,700.
1: Well, I mean, the only mention of a payment was in 2014 in this article. Yeah. That doesn't mean that was the only time a payment was made, of course.
0: Wild. Okay. Well, let's see what happens. Um, Let's move on to the next article. And this one is... A nuclear plant that leaked 400,000 gallons of radioactive water will be shut down after a second incident. Repairs are set to begin to fix the leaking of radioactive water from the facility this week after a larger leak was discovered last November, but only made public this month. Uh, This is over at um, CNBC by way of NBC News. Uh, Eric Ortiz is the author of this article.
1: You know, when names. I live in a local area, I really like hearing about a nuclear um, leak four <laughs> months after the fact.
0: Yeah, and 400,000 gallons. So the owner of one Minnesota, one of Minnesota's two nuclear plants said it will temporarily power down the facility in uh, on Friday to repair a recurring leak of radioactive water discovered this week. Um Occurring as state regulators had been monitoring the effects of an initial spill four months ago. XL, uh, it's spelled X-C-E-L um, Energy, said in a news release Thursday that there was no risk to the public or the environment with the latest incident at the nuclear generating plant at Monticello. I don't know if it's Monticello. It could be Monticello. You know how Bob has a silent cue. Anyway, the company added that the leak of water uh, containing tritium, a mildly radioactive form of hydrogen. See, that makes it sound like this is a complete meltdown, but tritium isn't that bad. Um, You can actually buy tritium vials. It has low radioactivity um, and, and glows. It's the stuff that makes these little vials glow. Here, let me see if I can pull it up. I didn't I know
1: that you could buy it.
0: But you see that, right? No. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can... <sighs> see, I'm doing stuff on the fly, and it's just not something you should do on the fly. Um, Because I've actually used them... There you go. All it is is a tiny little vile. It's really tiny, two by 12 millimeters, tiny little things. Um, you can use them all day long and nobody's gonna, you know, grow a third leg or something like that from like sons of the forest. Um, anyway, it's, it's not as bad as that sounds, but it's, Also not good because it's 400,000 gallons of varying levels of tritium um, radioactivity. It says is fully contained on site and has not been detected beyond the facility or in any local drinking water. So it will not be an issue. Um, I mean, it's an issue, but it's not going to be it's not like a full on leak or meltdown. So everybody needs to relax about nuclear power. Um, but some of uh, Monticello or Monticellos, maybe I should look it up. Um, residents surrounding the plant located 38 miles northwest of Minneapolis and upstream of the Mississippi River say they have concerns about what a recurring leak presents and the delay in finding out about the initial spill. Well, that's certainly the problem. <laughs> the delay is the, is a, certainly a problem. Um, they say my children go to uh, school two miles downstream from the plant. If the water levels were safe and entire uh, the entire time, like they're saying, then where was the transparency? Well, they do their due diligence before they shoot something off the cuff and then get called out for that. The initial review said that it was a small leak. Well, now there's a bigger leak. Well, it's because we had to do the due diligence to find the initial leak or leak. We found the initial leak. Then we did due diligence. We found the bad leak and now we're telling you about the bad leak. Now we're shutting down the plant to fix both of the leaks. We didn't even know that the other leak was bad until we did the due diligence. So transparency wise, you know, jumping the gun is just as bad as delaying the notice too long. There's a fine line and, You could have 100 people and 50 are fine, 50 are pissed. Actually, strike that. 48 are pissed one way, 48 are pissed the other way. And there's these people in the middle that are sitting there going, why is everybody pissed? A little bit of due diligence and uh, it'll all be okay. Now, then you go the other way and you're like, well, these pots... Have been shown during research and development of the product to be cancer causing and killing people, even in the business. And but the business is making money for the local population, so we're gonna keep on selling them. You know, see the problem here, anyway? Nobody will totally be happy ever, and uh, unfortunately, this. The optics of it don't look good, but you have to read five paragraphs into it to find out that it's completely contained within the establishment and hasn't uh, leaked down into the water table or anything like that. And even then, tritium is relatively low level. Um, so it says here, in addition, it says tritium radiation does not travel very far in air and cannot penetrate the skin. Correct. Um you can hold tritium little tiny tritium vials in your hand and it won't penetrate the skin it's kind of like those really big scary spiders that you see walking along with their really long legs but they and they're deadly poison they will kill like a buffalo but they can't their jaws are so small their little stingers their little bites their fangs they can't even penetrate you know anything anyway that's basically tritium for you doesn't have the ability to really harm. Um, wow. What a rant anyway, they're going to solve the problem and they'll refire the engines of this, um, nuclear power plant, which by the way, just so everybody is abundantly aware, the sophistication of a, uh, nuclear power plant is basically akin to a tea kettle. It causes heat. The radioactive uh, material causes heat to be generated. That heat boils uh, something more than water, but you might as well just refer to it as water. That material turns a turbine and cools off and gets recirculated back in. Uh, And then there's a cooling jacket. And around that cooling jacket is a thick concrete a biological barrier. It's supposed to contain everything. Even if there's a nuclear meltdown, it'll all be held within this concrete sarcophagus. That's uh, very, very thick with a custom mill of concrete. And then outside that is another building. (laughs) That too is very sturdy, very thick, very heavy duty. Um, and, And that's the containment system. And it's supposed to fail safe. The problem is when there is a crappy design and nobody knows about it until it goes super critical, then you end up with a Chernobyl. Um, And even that was because people weren't looking at the right thing at the right time and doing shortcuts. Um, And
1: also it wasn't built to the same standards as a more modern one or one that's in a different country. So, Right. But I think that's the problem. Like people see something like this and they think Chernobyl. Yeah. But it seems like they need to lead with things like tritium is not very dangerous. And oh, by the way, <laughs> it's only on the site, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that doesn't get you clicks. You have to say <laughs> a nuclear power plant that leaked 400,000 gallons of low level. It should have been low level radioactive uh Tritium, which is used all over the world for lighting. (laughs) Um, You can buy it right now from toy stores for crying out loud. It's harmless. Um, Granted, radioactive water is always not perceived as healthy. So let's keep on moving um, because we have a PSA. Um, if you are a thief out there, we want you to know that the IRS wants you to report your stolen items. Um, be sure to document them verbosely in your filing. Um, you read that right. I, you heard me, uh, the IRS guidelines say that you must include in your income money made from illegal activities like dealing drugs or thievery. So be sure to document, 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 document. In fact, um, itemize, you need to itemize to maximize the tax benefits for your illegal drug, u- uh, sales and thievery, uh, you need to itemize. Um, so you put down what it is and who it is and how much you made, um, and how much the cost of goods sold wa- were so that, um, everybody has full fiduciary duty, um, in understanding what it was that you're
1: doing. I suspect that some people will do this in response to this announcement and it's not going to go well for them.
0: What do you, what do you do? This isn't a joke. This is real. This is legit. Okay. Anyway. Um, so this article is over at the hill by Addie Bink and, uh, let's see, just so that you know that this is a legit public service announcement.
1: Well, the IRS isn't known for (laughs) frivolous announcements or whatever, but.
0: The IRS publication 17 says income from illegal activities such as money from dealing drugs must be included in your income on schedule one form 1040. So it's not 1040EZ, you're going to have to itemize it. Line 8Z or on schedule C form 1040 if from your self-employment activity, So if you are self-employed, then you use schedule C 1040. And if you are employed by somebody else, you must name them on schedule one 1040 and be sure to get your uh, 1099s because you're probably considered a contract worker, not a full employee actually. So um, let's see.
1: <laughs> so this is all based on Al Capone, which I should have guessed, but I didn't realize.
0: Huh. I wonder if anybody else. Never mind. Well, let's just move on. Steber, I, I guess that is their name, Steber or Steber. Explains tax experts helping you file your taxes are there to ensure you file your return in compliance with the law. They aren't required to tell the federal authorities about the activity because the income falls under the other income category. The IRS can't exactly tell where the money is coming from either. So, like I said, if you want to stay on the safe side of the IRS, you be sure to document everything. Now, I am not an attorney, I'm not your attorney, I'm not a tax attorney, I'm not a tax professional, Um, but I would, and even if I was any of that, I'm not yours, Uh, I'm not under any contract with you. Um, So really this is just a news blurb that I am giving a PSA about. I think that it's important for you as a citizen out there uh, to stay on the uh, proper side of the IRS. Maybe. I
1: mean, Uh, I think this is an important announcement.
0: Well, thanks. Um, um, The next article is in the Warcrafters channel, Witchfire Reveals a Surprisingly Deep Magic System at the Future Games Show. The author of this article says that they've been waiting, uh, anticipating Witchfire ever since it was announced in 2017. Now, I saw a a glimpse of this, uh, and I love it. Um, Anyway, and not in 2017. I I saw it today. Um, At first, it was all about the pedigree. It's a dark fantasy shooter being developed by the astronauts, a studio founded by former employer. uh, Sorry, members, not employers, former members of painkiller developer. People can fly. Um, Painkiller is quite simply a masterpiece FPS. And so the prospect of a similar shooter from the original creators immediately had the author's attention. Everything they've uh, seen since has only strengthened their interest. So let's just go over to this article. It's over at pcgamer.com written by Andy Chalk. Um, I'm going to have this muted. And this is the game. Hopefully it's large enough that everybody can see it. So Witchfire looks like something that I would absolutely love if it had base building survival aspects as well. Kind of like an MMO. What I want really is a higher resolution um, FPS shooter survival uh, game with uh, like magic mechanics like this. this is just spectacular and what it uses is the four elements earth wind fire water and uh, they riff off of each other so if you freeze something and then shoot it with a fire weapon then it'll take more damage or something like that i'm not sure of all of the mechanic involved um and so you can uh throw uh ice on somebody and then an earth blob on them or something. I don't know. I, or, I'm sorry, water and then freeze it. It's just all kinds of stuff. It's, it's just such a blast. I, I watched this and listened to uh, the demonstration of it and, uh, I've instantly fallen in love with this. So I'm going to seek out trying to be, uh, involved in this as a beta tester or something. Cause, uh, I dig this.
1: Do they have an, um, a release date or beta date or anything?
0: So let's find out. Uh, which Witchfire will, will square off against hordes of demonic enemies using both guns and magic. And while most of what they've seen uh, of the game so far has focused on conventional firepower, a new trailer unveiled today at the Future Games show is all about the spells. They deal impressive damage on their own and also work in conjunction um, here, let me pause this. Um, in conjunction with the game's weapons to amplify their destructive capabilities. So it looks like, um, let's see here, it which fires exp- later this year? Yeah, later this year, and will be available for PC uh, on the Epic Games Store. So there you go, folks. If you need a reason to. Load up the Epic Game Store like I've got sitting over here. Um, you can get free games periodically. Pretty much every week you get another free game. I just got chess, and before that, something else I can't remember. Um, plus, Unreal Engine allows you to make maps now for Fortnite. So there's a bonus. Um, and there's a store so you can start selling these maps. Um, I'll be looking into that see what that's all about. Pretty neat. I don't think yeah. the AI is going to be good. involved in playing this game, but. No, but it Mirwatt,
1: looks
0: cool. Watt will try. Hopefully I'll be able to stream it too. Okay. So let's keep on hustling through the news. Uh, this next article is in the smasher trash channel and Ticketmaster faces class action lawsuit over Drake ticket prices. This time, the Montreal based firm LPC Avocat incorporated claims that the ticketing behemoth Intentionally misled consumers for their own financial gain. What? No.
1: No company would ever do that. No That's companies to ever. to make money.
0: Come on. Madison Bloom over at pitchfork.com put this article together. And uh, here is Drake going uh, in December 2022. What the hell, Ticketmaster? Those prices are what? I mean. You'll have to look at that picture, folks.
1: I think that's what he's saying there.
0: Yep, that drive through hometown. Follow the link in the show notes and it'll take you there. Um, let's see. According to the complaint obtained by the Toronto Star, a Montreal man purchased two official platinum seats for Drake's July 14th concert at the Bell uh, Centre, each costing just shy of $800. Wow. The following day, a new show was allegedly added to Ticketmaster with the same seats listed at roughly $350 less. So half price, baby. Well, but this is like a surge pricing thing, right? Um,
1: I wonder. Official platinum is not the general admission tickets.
0: Right. Yeah. In the suit, LPC Avocat Incorporated alleges the Ticketmaster knew about the July 15th Drake concert in advance but withheld the information. It also alleges that the official platinum seats were ordinary seats sold at artificially inflated premium uh, in bad faith.
1: Okay, <laughs> well, awesome. based on that, forget what I just said. <laughs>
0: so, uh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. So... Okay. People are still going to be purchasing these seats, right? They purchase it for 800 bucks each. Okay. So I'm trying to paint a picture here. Um, where in this calculus is Drake or, uh, LPC Avocat incorporated actually irritated by this. Is it that they got a base price and Ticketmaster jacked that base price up and still had people paying $800 for a ticket or is LPC Avocat Incorporated actually pissed because they're not getting enough of that action.
1: Well, they're the law firm.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, uh, they're speaking on behalf of their client. So, I don't think Drake is the single entity Drake. I think he's got a corporation, right? But they're just using Drake as the thing. So let me rephrase it then. Is Drake pissed because he's not getting enough of that $800? Or is it because the company that represents Drake sold tickets to Ticketmaster in bulk for distribution, got the chunk of money, and... Ticketmaster drove the prices up artificially supply and demand mechanics here. They profit because let's say all of the tickets are $150 a pop across the board, right? And some people are paying $150 a ticket. Some people are paying $350 a ticket, but Drake got $150 a ticket for every single seat filled or not. So they got a base price. They got the basement, they got the 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 foundation. Everything above that is juice for Ticketmaster. So is the lawsuit actually because not enough money was transferred to Drake and that company
1: well, I don't or think it... so because it's a class action suit made up of consumers or customers. Right. But okay. that doesn't mean that's not going on behind the scenes.
0: Right. So, this Canadian law firm has filed a class action uh, lawsuit against Ticketmaster over the prices of Drake's upcoming furniture, uh, furniture uh, Drake's upcoming tour.
1: You heard it here first. He has a new <laughs> furniture line coming out. <laughs> I wonder if that'll be eight hundred bucks per seat. Also, <laughs>
0: probably. Hopefully, it's not Wayfair. Um, and so yeah, the uh, see, we lost another sponsor. So, let, okay. So, because it is a class action, it's uh, purely a private entity that has a representative um of the class and that's anybody who's ever purchased anything from Ticketmaster pretty much it might be focusing on drake's upcoming tour but um, right we
1: don't really know how the class was certified but yeah it's going to be ticket purchasers
0: yeah okay so the idea that this is something even having to do with drake is a uh, misinterpretation got it okay so now I'm going to be really interested if the next prices for Drake's concerts are actually dramatically higher because <laughs> now Drake knows exactly how much they're selling for.
1: Well, right. I mean, I don't, it's interesting because I don't see this helping out the consumers.
0: <laughs> no, these, the, you heard it, heard it here first folks. Um, there's a really big chance that drake's next tickets are going to be more expensive because a lawsuit a class action lawsuit is coming (laughs) against ticketmaster for artificially raising the price of tickets um yet people were still buying them yeah price elasticity of demand folks this is what school business school teaches you Okay, let's let's keep on hustling through this. I I sense that um, we can we can just hang out and chat about this stuff a lot longer. Um, this one is going to be depressing because Deutsche Bank is a big bank, and uh, the article is in the Daily News Show, um, but it was sourced from Newsweek and uh, Deutsche Bank collapse. Wow, this is hard to actually say. Deutsche Bank collapse risk grows as experts wait for next domino to fall.
1: You know, when I saw this headline, I actually did a double take. I thought, did I actually read that correctly? Because that's a very well-known bank.
0: Yeah, you know who uh, Deutsche Bank funds a lot of uh, business? Well, maybe I not a do. lot.
1: Huh. I do.
0: Would that be a former president?
1: Yes, it might be. I wow. think we've seen that in the news quite a bit, but not recently.
0: Catherine Fung is the author of this over at newsweek.com. And it says, <clears throat> "Oh, it says the wrong thing. Um, Deutsche Bank shares dropped 11% on Friday and have now fallen 29% since the 2023 banking crisis began, which is what, two weeks ago?
1: Well, I didn't know we were in a 2023 banking crisis. Like if we're calling that, that's not a a good sign.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad Uh, because considering right now there's a total of four that are involved, one that's completely collapsed. Um, Well, one that has collapsed, but has an actually very strong, uh, very good bones. If it were a house, Silicon Valley Bank has good bones. Um, But as somebody mentioned in another article that we talked about, um, if it weren't for Uh, venture capitalists telling all of its ventures to pull their money out and go elsewhere. Silicon Valley banks leverage would have still been available. They would have had enough liquid assets to still withstand this. Although being a pained position, um, at least based on my review of some numbers, but, um, that said others because of this have been exposed to, um, Well, stressors that are causing them to collapse, like Credit Suisse being acquired by UBS, which is a shock in and of itself, um, because uh, UBS is rather young and Credit Suisse is something like 180 years old. (laughs) Um, Pretty old institution uh, brought down by uh, poor risk management. Um, And then there's first.
1: There was Signature Bank. Signature. Um, yeah. And then you're right. There was something called first something. something I think Yeah. thought first national, maybe that, I don't
0: know. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember, but anyway, um, Deutsch bank is facing fears of a collapse after its shares dropped 11% on Friday, bringing the stocks down total of 29% since March 8th. <laughs> so yeah, it's been three weeks and, uh, not even three okay. weeks.
1: Sorry, so we've got Silvergate, Silicon Valley, and Signature, and then we know Credit Suisse is Swiss as well.
0: Yeah, that other one's a tiny bank. If I remember right. The first one was a tiny bank. Uh, but still local. Anyway, um, we're on the we're still on edge waiting for another domino to fall. The Deutsch and Deutsch is clearly the next one on everybody's mind, fairly or unfairly, says Chris Beauchamp. Um, chief market analyst at IG group who told Reuters, this "It looks like the banking crisis hasn't been entirely put to bed. It's not a crisis. You're creating it. Don't make it a crisis for crying out loud. (laughs) Um, it's all about risk and greed. Stop being risky. Stop being greedy. This is what happens. You created this world. You, God,
1: it's well, no, like and I feel like it's like, oh my God, the banks are failing, and then it's like, okay, now the banks are failing.
0: <laughs> the the know. banks are failing because the banks are failing. They're they're not practicing what they're supposed to be uh, doing, which is fiduciary duty to their clients. They're getting short term term gains, and then they make it a public burden. You know, private profit and public burden. Y'all suck. Quick, gre- being greedy bastards. Okay. Um, let's move on. The next article is, uh, in the daily news show as well. It was sourced from business insider. I believe it is, um, a town in North Carolina. Photos show how rising sea levels are washing away a small seaside town in North Carolina. That town is named Rodanth and uh, it's a town on North Carolina's outer banks that made headlines last year when three homes collapsed into the sea. Um, There was a time where, uh, going to one of these Outer Banks, uh, locations, uh, I remember seeing a house far out on the dune and then going back a couple of years later and not seeing that house out on the dune, (laughs) um, (laughs) because the tide had basically eaten the house and planted a whole new beach, uh, like. 300 yards or something like that out. I mean, it was like quite a distance. It was quite long um, from where the previous coast was. So uh, another PSA, be careful where you build your beach house.
1: That's right.
0: So some residents are now moving their houses back from the sea, but it's a temporary solution. And that's because, here we go. Oh, this looks exactly like it. Um, yes.
1: Hey, I just looked up what the population of Rodanthe is, which I know doesn't represent how many houses there are because there could be vacation homes and whatever, sure. but mm-hmm. there's only 198 people in Rodanth. So the fact that they lost three houses last year, I'm kind of thinking is kind of significant.
0: Wow. That is significant. James Pasley over at businessinsider.com put this article together And it's uh, because they're saying that it's because um, rising sea levels. So uh, yes and no, it's erosion. Um, And so you need to really do some engineering if you're going to try and save this. But the problem is trying to fight nature with engineering is a losing battle and a costly one you're going to have to build up a whole seawall and, and fill it with sand and protect the,
1: and replenish it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not a one time. uh,
0: Well, I mean, if you build a seawall big enough and wide enough, then you don't have to, it will automatically fill. Um, but if the water keeps rising, that's a different animal. So let's keep on talking about this. Um, on May 10th, 2022 an unoccupied beach house, Um, in Rodanth, North Carolina collapsed into the sea. Um, and that's just one of many, but this is pretty much every year. The beach sometimes comes and sometimes goes and you just, it's the ebb and flow of nature uh, in a beach house. Um, let me pause this. Uh, the collapse was caught on video and went viral. It made national news. You don't often see houses falling into the sea and then bobbing in the waves, which is just horrible. But that's basically a twig house. So you know what wouldn't happen if this was 3D printed? It'd be like one giant brick just sitting there. Um, And the water could probably walk right on up to it, up to the first window and might trickle in. But a 3D printed house would still be there even after the floodwaters come to the roof. Um, But we have this stuff, this, this... bunch of twigs and wires and it gets eaten up eaten away by nature really quick. So anyway, rodanth is located on Hatteras Island off the coast of uh, North Carolina. It's one of many beach towns along the 200-mile stretch of islands called the Outer Banks. And yeah, those beach the, those houses right here along the beach and you won't be able to see this on the podcast, but if you go over to YouTube um or twitch within the next 60 days but youtube pretty much anytime um you'll be able to see this uh, little snippet and go ahead
1: i was gonna say i just looked up a map because i was curious um i didn't know where it was on the coast of north carolina and Hmm. it's kind of where I thought it might be so the coast of North Carolina actually kind of sticks out into the ocean if mm-hmm, that makes mm-hmm. sense in one area and that's kind of where this town is located so oh, so I, it's it's probably getting the worst of storms and erosion and everything compared to some other towns that are a little further in I mean they're still yeah. obviously touching the ocean if they're oceanfront but um, it's just in like the worst part where the coastline kind of heads out toward the ocean, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so it's it's basically jutting out into the ocean more and, and uh, thumbing its nose at nature. Well, guess what? Nature is uh, definitely, Rodanth is punching above its weight class, that's for sure. Uh, almost 40 years ago, Robert Dolan, a coastal geologist at the University of Virginia, pointed out, uh, the Outer Banks' unique position, leaving itself open to damaging violent storms, which is what the AI just said. Um, it's basically thumbing its nose in nature. The local photographer Michael uh, Halminski told Yale Environment 360, an estimated 50 homes had collapsed into the sea since the 1970s. And that's all. that's all beach erosion. Um, well, I just, look
1: how close, I mean, I'm sure they weren't when they were yeah. built, but look, they look like they're in the ocean right now. I don't mean the collapsed house, but.
0: Yeah, they're pretty damn close. Yes. Look at that. But
1: again, they could have been built decades ago and we're not. Yes. I mean.
0: This is a home named Wave Breaker being pummeled by waves in 2014. I love this because it actually has a sign that says for rent on it still. <laughs>
1: I also like it because it looks like it belongs in something like *Lemony Snicket*. Or <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking of that odd totally. house over the lake. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's pretty cool. So, oh wow, it actually tore a hole right through the 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 whole <laughs> the whole thing. I mean the the island, It's now like a an no, that's island. That's a road. That's not a road. The road's going parallel to these houses. Oh, this I is, thought
1: that was an access road right there going um, perpendicular, but maybe not.
0: This is all washed out. This might be a road, maybe. I don't know. But the beach is just walking right on into wherever the inside is here. This is horrible. Well, I'd say either somebody very wealthy or the state is wants to keep Rodanth Um, and then thus build up a seawall that parallels this to act as a breaker. Um, But I suspect that this is a lost cause, and it's going to slowly go away. Loses 13 feet of sand each year, and some parts of the town have lost 200 feet since the early 2000s. So, yeah. This whole thing is, this is pretty common, water right up to the doorstep. People rebuild their uh, stairs down to their beach sometimes every year. So, yeah, this isn't unique, <clears throat> but no. You pay but to play. the
1: number of houses left uh, lost and the number of houses percentage-wise lost, I would say, is unique.
0: Wow! This house was moved <laughs> fifty feet further back, and now they're going to plant it again. Just in time for the beach to be eroded again. Exactly. This is silly. I
1: think I might go for a 100 or 200 feet. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Or another state maybe. I don't know. It might be cheaper to just build your own ocean and at least you can control it and buy a really powerful wave machine. Well, that's it, folks. That's. Uh, no, that's, uh, we have one more article. I'm sorry. We have one more article. And that's uh, this one here. Um where It's a bunch of snacks and drinks that apparently we will never see again. Food company, uh, beloved snacks and beverages that you can never buy again from tab to purple ketchup. I've never had purple ketchup, but I have tasted tab. Food companies regularly discontinue items that they don't sell or don't sell well. Many cold products uh, during the pandemic to focus on top selling products. Examples of decommissioned grocery items from the past uh, few decades include Odwalla juice, which I've never had uh, new Coke, purple ketchup. Here are 12 products from consumer packaged food companies, seemingly now gone forever. Uh, this is over at business insider as well. And everybody, I, I encourage you to go over to, um, business insider and look at these pictures. They're always awesome pictures. Um, Alex Bitter put this article together for businessinsider.com. I won't go through all of them because I want you to go over to business insider and check them out. But crystal Pepsi um, tab is like the fan favorite because uh, it's always talked about when you talk about banned products, but this thing has been banned since like what 1985 or something like that. Sales of tab declined after uh, whatever diet Coke, diet Pepsi came along. Um, finally in 2020, Coke said that it would discontinue the soda at the end of the year. Are you telling me that tab I thought
1: it was gone for decades before that?
0: Yeah, me too. But even uh, until its demise tab had its, uh, fans. One woman insider interviewed in 2020, even ran a website to help tab drinkers find the sodas for sale as its distribution dwindled. So yeah, not until 2020, I thought it was gone. Funky Purple Easy Squirt Heinz Ketchup. I won't even talk about it. Whatever happened to Honest Tea? I thought that I I was pretty good.
1: Yeah, and I thought that was still around. Oh, I guess it was until recently. Yeah.
0: Then in 2022, Coke said that it would eliminate Honest Tea. Odwalla Juice. Oh, I have had Odwalla. Well, wait, no. I've had something that looked like Adwalla but it wasn't called Adwalla. What is that? Oh, wasn't it called like, like naked Nature? Juice or naked.
1: Something. That's I what think. it Except is. you're right, it looks very similar to that.
0: Yeah, it's called Naked. This is Adwalla. Hmm. Anyway, another casualty of Coca-Cola's pandemic era branding cut. Adwalla. It was acquired in 2001 for 181 million. And in 2020, um, pulled the plug. Wow. Let's see. Um, oh, and then it says private equity firm, full sale IP partners acquired the brand in 2021. But so far there's no signs of Odwalla coming back. Yeah, it's because naked is the one that looks almost identical to it. Even that green drink, this right here. I I swear I've purchased these but
1: I think you're right. I think it was a different brand.
0: You know what? I can go to the store tomorrow and I will be able to find these sitting exactly where I purchased them like a year ago because I stopped purchasing them. Anyway, um let's keep on scrolling through this. Oreo Magic Dunkers. Unusual colors in food weren't limited to ketchup. In 2000, Nabisco, the maker of Oreos at the time, um, released a version of the sandwich cookie that changed color of an accompanying glass of milk to blue. All right. So that went away in 2019. Snack Wells. I've n- I don't recall ever having a Snack Well. I've heard the name Snack Wells.
1: They're kind of like a healthier cookie. They're pretty good.
0: Uh, no, that, uh, snack wells. Anyway, Crystal Pepsi, New Coke, Frito Lay Go snacks. That's just a packaging thing. Um, but that's
1: a good idea. Like put it in a cup holder shape. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean that's very kid friendly. I'd say. Um, Smokey Robinson frozen dinners. Wow.
1: (laughs) I've never heard of or seen those. I don't think.
0: It was only around for five years. Right. Motown legend Smokey Robinson decided to expand his career to a new industry by starting a food company in 2004. The meals were sold for a few years before being discontinued around 2009, according to the Discontinued Foods Twitter account. And yo which is yogurt and fruit juice. That I guess that, it's
1: kind of like a smoothie.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose so. It says shake well. You better shake very well. See, but like a smoothie that's forever? You know what I'm saying? Like... Wouldn't the the stuff mix together? Yeah, but even if you were to blend it all back together, doesn't it seem like it's going to, it'll reconstitute, but over time, doesn't it seem like it will break it down into even more of its elemental components? Yeah, Not just separate, but like break down the yogurt from the acids, from the juice. You know yeah
1: it might I don't know maybe it has like a two-day Best Buy or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kemps did not immediately respond to insider's questions about exactly when yoJ was discontinued or why but the brand's replies on Twitter to yoJ devotees make clear that the product isn't on shelves anymore but apparently it doesn't have ha- it hasn't stopped fans from asking for its return and there's a Over a thousand. Oh, no, it fell short of its uh, goal of a thousand signatures on change.org. Well, that's kind of sad. These were 30 years ago, I thought. Yeah. 1985 until 2001. There's a few more over on the website. Um, uh, There's a few more details. I think we've gone through all 12. But anyway, uh, if you want to learn more about this, then head on over to Business Insider. Follow that link through hometown over to a business insider and check it out. Purple ketchup.
1: I don't remember ever seeing purple ketchup.
0: Yeah, me neither. Um, But as usual, you can go over to hometown.com and get a whole bunch of news. Um, There was a, an earlier one that was political, but it was funny because I was listening to this actually happen uh, Marjorie Taylor green went to a prison um, where the J six uh, people are being housed and it's horrendous treatment and all of this kind of stuff, but they have like air conditioning and stuff. Um, and uh, there was somebody that was protesting her by blowing a whistle nonstop. And now she's complaining that she was quote unquote assaulted by a person with the whistle um, because the person was actually very nice about it when a reporter or somebody wanted to ask her a question they stopped but when she started talking they blew that whistle loud <laughs> i mean it's rude it's inconsiderate and it is a form of protest um, and uh, under no circumstances should anybody be charged with uh, blowing a whistle near somebody I mean, if it's right in their ear, then I can understand. Yeah, that would be one thing. You're actually causing physical harm, like actual physical harm. But anyway, these people stormed the Capitol and they're literally trying to pull a a Putin and saying um, that they were just there for a tour. They were visiting. You know what? You're a dipshit. You're just from end to end, just 100% USDA grade bullshit. Anyway, don't be a Marjorie Taylor Green. That's my PSA for everybody else. Anyway, that's actually in here somewhere in the news. Um, I didn't. I, oh, there it is right there. Oh, Marjorie, I Taylor, by, yes. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Green says that she was assaulted by a whistle at DC jail visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Come on. Each a- and, and they'll all be tried for the evidence that has been gathered and presented. Um, and no amount of uh, pulling a Putin is going to make this, you know, their Crimea. Just you're no, they're not visiting. They weren't just hanging out. They were climbing all over it like ants trying to get to a sugary drink, Um, except that these ants wanted to lynch people, including the vice president, for not supporting this wing nut. Anyway. okay, that's it. I'm out of here. I am Merwat. That is hometown.com. Up there is the AI that. Well, might maybe keep me out of trouble someday. I don't know. What do you think? Nah, never mind. Don't answer that. You want to say bye?
1: (laughs) Good night, hometown (laughs) citizens. And we'll see you tomorrow night.
0: And uh, in that update, uh, Stream Deck isn't working now either.
1: Oh, great. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Learn something new. See you in a little bit, everybody. Bye-bye.